The Church Media Podcast, episode 158, Leading Up, How to Get Your Pastor on Board, with Jason Diba and Ryan McCormick, part one. Let's do it. This is the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. Exclusive interviews and church media training from the best minds in ministry and Christian entertainment. Useful, practical content in the areas of audio, lighting, video, stage design, volunteer culture, and more. Broadcasting from the ministry headquarters of 1230 Media, here's your host, Carl Barnhill. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you here. I'm Carl. We've been receiving some great encouragement lately. We've gotten some emails from tech leaders and pastors from the Bahamas, from Canada, from several states, including California, Utah, Texas, and others lately. So wherever you are listening from, thank you. We hope and pray that the content that we're sharing each week will help you transform the worship experiences at your church. The podcast is produced by the Ministry of 1230 Media, which my wife and I started several years ago. God laid it on our hearts while serving on staff at a church in Mississippi that he wanted to use us to create content to reach more than just one church. Uh, We've only been full-time for about three years with 1230 Media, so the Lord has blessed tremendously in that time. It's truly humbling, and we are grateful that you are on the ride with us. Uh, We have a full team now of of guys creating content, helping us with uh, social media and marketing, product development, and all kinds of stuff. So our team is growing, our ministry is growing, and uh, we're getting to serve you. So uh, we're extremely humbled by that. So thank you so much. All right, this week and next week on the show, I welcome Jason Diba and Ryan McCormick from Passion City Church. We'll be talking about how to get your pastor on board creatively. If you've been in church world long at all, you know it is imperative to be on the same page with your senior pastor. So we're going to talk all about that today. But first, a quick church media tip. And now, your church media tip of the week. Useful tips and tricks to help you transform the worship experiences at your church. Hey guys, this is Steve Dirks. I'm with Shannon Baptist Church here with the Church Media Tip. I'm all for shortcuts for volunteers to make training them easier. Here's a ProPresenter hack that has helped my volunteers operate the software more efficiently. Slide labels. As a live director, I utilize the ProPresenter operator as a helper to get me ahead of the flow of the service. Slide labels are usually used to indicate sections of a song, the verse, the chorus, etc. I've taken it one step further. I sit with the pro presenter operator before any rehearsals and run-throughs and walk through each song of the service. Throughout the song, we add labels to the slides that I would like them to say out loud when we get to that slide during the Sunday morning service. For example, we'll add labels like guitar solo in three slides, drum solo here, three slides left in the song, etc. During the service, when we get to this slide, the pro presenter operator speaks that label out loud on comm. This cue is heard by the director, the camera operators, and anyone else who's listening in on comm, and allows everyone to know what's coming next. It helps the entire team not to have to remember everything in every song or element and be able to get a tip of what's, what's, what's about to happen. 
to add slide labels, simply right click on the slide, select slide label, and then select other and add your own text. So my church media tip for this week is this, use slide labels in ProPresenter to their full potential to maximize the effectiveness of your communication on Sunday morning. Get more free coaching for your production team through our blog, podcast, and online resource library. Visit 1230.media slash training today. This is an exclusive interview from the Ministry of 1230 Media. Here is Church Media Coach Carl Barnhill. My guests today are Jason Diba and Ryan McCormick. Both serve in creative roles at Passion City Church. Uh, in Atlanta, you'll learn all about their role and uh, tons of other stuff today. Uh, I'm super excited to have them on. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, glad to be here. All right, now first, uh, as I mentioned a little bit, I'd love to just kind of get into what your roles are at Passion City. You guys work with uh, the church and also the conferences and the Lyft conference coming up. So um, kind of maybe, Jason, you first kind of walk us through, um, you know, your roles and what a week-to-week looks like and what your job is there. Yeah, so I am the creative project manager uh, for Passion City Church. Um, One thing that both Ryan and I uh, experience as part of our job is uh, we're on the Passion City Church team, but we're also leaning into some of those other areas that you mentioned, uh, Passion Conference, um, other events that happen throughout the year. So my role in all of that is I'm thinking mostly about the big moments that are going to happen at typically the larger events, but sometimes also throughout the church year. So um, the word we use, and uh, some other churches might also use this word, is we call them openers. Even even if, regardless of if they actually open the event or not, we just call it an opener. And that's kind of the sweet spot for me, is I'm thinking, what are going to be those um, kind of extra moments that will happen in terms of programming uh, at events, at church, let's say an Easter gathering, a Christmas Eve gathering, I'm thinking about maybe a video or some other special musical moment or something like that, which will uh, just add something that maybe people weren't expecting. Um, That's not all that I'm spending my time doing. I'm also helping a little bit with, um, we have uh, Passion Publishing. We put out some books throughout the year and some other curriculum. And so sometimes I'm leaning in on the marketing side for these events and different resources that we have. Um, but most of it falls into into kind of that pocket of, of some live moments, some video moments, and thinking about what are those going to be, what are some options for what those could be, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but also then how do we pull it off? Who do we need? Who needs to lean in? Who are the, um, the people who are going to create this piece? Awesome. And you served, uh, kind of your background, you served at Long Hollow, uh, church in in uh, Tennessee, right? That's right. Just outside of Nashville. That's kind of where uh, I cut my teeth in the creative field. Um, started there a while ago um, as a worship leader first. My background is in music. That's what I studied uh, in college. But then I was given really the great honor and opportunity to become the creative director for Long Hollow. And that's kind of where I was, that was kind of my laboratory for figuring out a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now um, were opportunities I was given while I was at Long Hollow, just outside of Nashville. Awesome. 
Ron, what about you? Uh, you serve as the creative uh, director, kind of the lead there at the church, right? Yeah, so my uh, current role is creative pastor at Passion City Church. Um, I started uh, about five years ago as the production manager, so I kind of came in from a background of uh, more in the live production realm. Um, I've told people a lot of times that I'm a so-so production guy, but I'm really good at interviewing, and so I've kind of navigated <laughs> my way through a bunch of different jobs and pretty good at figuring things out. Uh, I'm, I may be what I what I lack in a particular knowledge of a subject, I can make up in scrappiness. Um, and so I have kind of transitioned the creative pastor role about a year ago, um, a little over a year ago, actually. So I, I provide leadership for our worship team, um, our production team, our creative content video team, as well as our creative environment team. And awesome. so uh, a normal week for me is my priority during a normal week is Sunday gatherings. And so anything to do with a Sunday gathering experience from a programming standpoint, from message to uh, set list to production element, video element, environmental piece to it, series art, anything like that, my primary role and responsibility is to serve um, our Pastor Louie in developing our Sunday gatherings. And that's my kind of my, my week-to-week operation. Um, I'm involved in Passion Conference as well and serve on the executive team with that and also speaking to a lot of the kind of the creative content for uh, really any of our primary gatherings or main events or anything like that. Um, we have very much a we mentality, and so it's not very siloed, and it, uh, we there's a lot of cross-pollination and crossover um, in the different worlds. Cool, man. Uh, now, I, I want to dive into a few different topics in our time together today. And uh, Jason, I pulled a lot of this content from some workshops that you did while you were at Long Hollow. Um, and you, you've done it SALT conference before, and, and I thought the, the content was so relevant even to today that I wanted to uh, you know chat with you guys about this. And the, the first topic is leading up, and that is how to get your, your pastor on board with creative ministry and, and how to navigate that. Um, so set us up here. What has been your experience in uh, knowing that that your kind of sweet spot is creating content, but when it all shakes down, you end up running around trying to maybe put out fires and solve other things. How, how do you navigate that and kind of set us up on this topic of, of leading up? So I think every creative um, person who steps into, especially working at a church, comes on staff, have all these incredible, bold, and beautiful ambitions for what they're going to be doing. They're going to be making short films that inspire and uh, will make people cry uh, and will bring people to Jesus, and they're going to make environments that uh, are just stunning, and they're they're going to do all of these great creative things, but then when reality settles in, they are ripping and trimming YouTube videos. And like that's what it kind of shakes out to be, and you're wondering, wait, how? Where did where did this go wrong? Like I, I thought I was going to be creating all these big things, and yet sometimes it seems like I am just uh, managing, uh, just kind of the oddball things that uh, no one else is willing to do and doesn't know how to do on a computer or with music or something like that. And so that can be that can be really disheartening. Uh, realization for a lot of people who work in the creative space in churches. And um, sometimes the biggest rub can be between you, the creative, whether that's um, on the music or the film or production side, and the pastor. 
And I've, I've experienced that. I've talked to about a zillion other people who work in churches who've experienced that. And um, so one, I'll just, I just want to say before I even get into some of the things I've learned is, first thing I've learned is that you're not alone if you feel like that, if you feel like you're not crazy, uh, if you've had some issues where you're wondering, um, why is this so difficult? Does the pastor hate me? Does he hate creativity? Like, what, what's going on there? So um, I know over time it's, it's taken, a, taken a lot of hard lessons for me to learn some of these things. Um, I'll say, I'll maybe lead with this as, as a point. It's a story about something that happened to me years ago that put a lot of things in perspective. And what it was is that at, while I was at uh, Long Hollow, um, the pastor and I generally did have a good relationship, but there would be these times I'd come into uh, the green room or kind of the area where we met between the gatherings, and we had just finished one of our church services. And right when I'd get in there, uh, he would say to me something along the lines of, uh, did you not see the camera shot that was out of focus during that second song? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah I thought. And he, and he would say, well, can we, can we fix that? Can we fix that? I'm like, yeah, we can fix that. And then another time I'd come in and he'd point out a lyric or uh, that was misspelled. Or I'd come in another week and he would say something like, uh, I called for that scripture to come on the screen, and it took you guys like 45 minutes to get it up there. I'm like, no, it, it took like three seconds. He's like, it was three seconds too long. Like I need, And it, I'm making it sound like my pastor was a terrible person. He wasn't. But this, but we've heard things like this, right? We've all come back there and, and, and had it nitpicked, had the whole gathering, all the possibilities. We only hear the negative. And so this went on for a long time, like much longer than I'm, I'm proud of. And it started to wear down on me a whole bunch. And it felt like I was always at odds with my pastor about all the things that didn't go right and all the things that we weren't able to do. And so... Eventually, I called up another friend who was a creative director at another church, and I asked him, I told, explained the whole situation, and I said, what, what, is, what is going on? Why, can't I, why can we not get this right? Why are we always butting heads? Why uh, can't we just—why uh, is, is he so mean to me? <laughs> like, why is my pastor just, just tearing me to pieces every single Sunday about things that don't, aren't even that big a deal? And— uh, things that I do want fixed, but it's just like I can never, I can never bat a hundred, and uh, so it's never going to work. And the creative director at this church says, "Man, I get it. I get it. I've been there. I, I went through that." He goes, "Here's what I want you to do. Because next Sunday, I want you to go back into the green room or wherever you guys meet in between the gatherings. And the moment you get in the door, what I want you to do is I want you to step in." And I want you to slam your hand on the table and say, can we not get the camera shot right? Can we not get the lyrics fixed? Did you see that lyric in the second song? What's going on? Who's that? Are we not checking these things? And I, and I told the guy, I said, but I wouldn't do that. He goes, no, 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 I don't, it doesn't matter if you would do it. It's just go ahead and do it. And I was like, okay. So very next Sunday I come in and I, and I start throwing a fit about some relatively minor thing that had happened with production or music or something else, something creative. And the moment I did that, the pastor was like, whoa, 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 whoa. These are just volunteers. Like, we don't need to be that, that hard on them. Mm-hmm. And 
and I continued to do this where rather than um, waiting to always get this negative feedback, I would just go in and I would own it right off the bat and I would do it passionately. I would just kind of throw a fit about it, almost in the way that I would feel like he was doing. And, and every time that I would do that, he would always have to like talk me back down and be like, whoa, whoa. These like, hey, that it's cool. Like, we'll fix it. We'll just fi- we'll fix the typo. Like next gathering, it'll be great. And the thing out of that whole situation that I learned was that actually the pastor wasn't that concerned about that camera shot that was out of focus, and he wasn't that concerned about the typo, and he wasn't that concerned about all these other tiny little creative things that kept popping up. What he was actually most concerned about is, is there anybody else here who cares as much about what's going on as I do? Hmm. Is, there, is there anyone who is as passionate about the details for what we're... Does anyone else feel the weight of what we're doing for these people as much as I do? He was waiting for someone else to show that they were passionate about what we're doing, which is telling people about Jesus and that every detail mattered. And that, I would say, is probably the biggest lesson, in some ways, the thing that has kind of filtered in a whole bunch of other things that we might talk about. That made me realize that, like, probably the biggest chunk of this creative drift between uh, the creative and the pastor has less to do with creativity more to do with relationship, and more to do with um, with passion, more to do with uh, the ability to convey, we are on the same team, and we are fighting for the same thing, and I want you to know it. Not, not I want you to know that I think it, but I want you to, I want to say it out loud. I want to convey it over and over again. Pastor, I'm for you. I'm in this with you, and I'm going to fight for the little things in order to make this big thing even greater. Hmm. That's good, man. I, I know that we've all experienced that, even if we haven't expressed it or said it out loud. Um, like, we all kind of feel that in church media world, kind of feel that, like, gosh, it really? You, you noticed the yeah. one typo, but you didn't notice this incredible, these incredible moments that, that were created, that the entire service went off flawlessly, but one little tiny typo is what you mentioned. Really? Uh, <laughs> you know, we all, we all, man, we all feel that. Um, so yeah, Ryan, have you kind of experienced similar, similar things when leading your pastor? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, the important disclaimer that we have to make with being a passion and working for pastor Louie is like, we don't have to work too hard to get him on board. It's almost the inverse scenario of we have to work to get on board with him because he is an amazing uh, creative and he's an artist and he's a worship leader. And so he just comes from a very different slant of he deeply cares about production elements. He deeply cares about creative elements. There are times that we will sit down in a meeting and there's not even really brainstorming to be had. It's kind of like, hey, I already have a vision for this. It's going to be this, this, this. It's going to look like this. It's going to feel like this. The music of it's even going to sound like this, and which is really a special, special gift that he has. And Jason and I both love working with Pastor Lou because of that, because we synergize with that. Because yeah. we're, it's kind of like when your pastor is a fellow creative, 
you can definitely synergize off of that. There's obviously uh, a whole other side to that, but as a general rule, we're kind of like, man, we're we're all on board the creative process. Um, now, now, being said, there is a there's a, a reality to what Jason was saying of kind of going like, and I definitely have felt that before of going, hey, does does my pastor, does my leadership know that I care about this gathering, and I care about this experience with the same weight that he does, or the same weight that the worship leader does? Is production and creative showing up with the same expectation and the same uh, weight and the same like feel of like, this is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is going to be really good. And we're going to fight until this is perfect. And we're not going to give up at like mediocre. We're not going to give up at we're good. We're going to keep going because then what I, I've seen in that is I've just, if I take it that seriously, I've released my leadership to then feel like I can carry my portion of the gathering. And then all of a sudden, my, my pastor or my leader is not looking at going, hey, do I have to worry about whether my mic is coming on or not? Because he will see, I care so deeply about his mic coming on that I will come and sound check it myself personally. True story. <laughs> I will come do it myself personally every Sunday morning because yeah. I want to verify that his mic works. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want like Louie thinking about his microphone. I want him thinking about opening up the Word of God and preaching it like crazy. I don't don't want him thinking for a second about, is his microphone going to work or not? So I can proactively go, I'm going to take that with a tenacity that is unbelievable. And, and, And I have... Joking, uh, and, and well, not really jokingly. And seriously, we have said, "Hey, we are going to make this mic check process so over the top, and so uh, thorough, and some might even call ridiculous." But I want to communicate to him of, "Hey, this is this is something I'm going to own." And the right. same thing happens. And I think one of the ways you can get a lot of traction with your leadership is you can proactively start going, "Hey, what can I do better?" And not just in kind of this whole process of getting your pastor on board. Start asking them, what can I do better? And maybe you don't have a time where you kind of circle up after a service or a gathering and kind of go, hey, what do we need to do? Maybe you kind of just go, we did our part, let's do it again. But like following up and saying, hey, no, what's one thing I can do better? Not, hey, how was the gathering? Because then at that point, you're expecting them to open the feedback conversation. But if you approach it with a, hey, what can I do better? Specifically, what can I do better to make this experience better for you, better for the people attending? Um, And then getting really specific with that. That's I would good, be prepared man. because once you start asking that question, they may then go, hey, well, what can I do better? And if they do, you need to be prepared to not just give some kind of pat on the back answer of like, oh, it was a great message. Specific, give specificity to that. Give a, I really enjoyed point five. The way you dove into that text was really, really great, and it was a great illustration here that really opened up that passage in a way mm-hmm. I had never looked at it before. Because you just communicated one to your pastor, I care about your portion of the gap. I care about your message. I paid attention to your message. I didn't just click along to the slides and not actually feel what's going on. I was engaged with it. I was critically thinking about it. And I actually provided you feedback. That's one of the things I love about um, working with Louis is he frequently comes to me and goes, well, what can I do better? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? What can you do better? I mean, the message was perfect. Like, I, I, how could I possibly give some kind of helpful feedback to that? But it's really changed my, my engagement level. Of, man, I come in on a Sunday, and I am locked in 
And I really want my team to be locked and engaged to every portion of the gathering, not just showing up, doing my piece, and then moving along and letting someone else do their portion. Yeah. That creates a silo mentality, and it creates this, like, a la carte gathering, where it's everybody brings their piece to the potluck gathering. Uh, <laughs> you brought your appetizer. You brought your entree. You brought your dessert. There's no correlation whatsoever. They don't thematically go together at all. Yeah. And, and, and you lose that beautiful synergy of a, a beginning of a gathering to an end of a gathering, and that's how you get your pastor on board. Yeah. When you go, I care as much about the moment the gathering begins to the moment the gathering ends and everything in between and before and after, that's how you get your pastor and your leadership on board. And I think you bring up a, a good point there uh, in that I think that a pastor— is a lot of the times, or if you're the leader, or even with somebody like you're, you guys are working with more of a, a well-known pastor in Louis, uh, and I've worked with some some bigger names, and what I've found with those people, and and I think that trickles down to the pastor of a church too, in that they are powdered a lot, they are praised a lot, and so to hear honest feedback directly to say, hey, but. Uh, Pastor, I thought that this—I thought that you could have worded it this way. I thought that this would connect better than that. They are more respecting; uh, they, they respect you more um, because I, I feel like the, they get a lot of fluff from everybody else. Everybody, you know, Absolutely. lauds on the praise um, when they really can respect honest, direct feedback. Now, some sometimes people like that can't can't take it, but most of the time. They can, and and the, and they they gain respect for you, and if you have people under you, your team, and that you're paying attention. Do y'all do y'all feel that too? Absolutely. Well, and if you and if you view preaching, I mean, because if we're talking about in a creative context, preaching a sermon is an artistic thing. Yeah. Like I think sometimes we kind of dismiss it as it's a it's kind of another category, mm-hmm. but the reading and the preaching and the telling of a story and 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 trying to emotionally move people to experience you know the word of God and experience Jesus in a gathering that is an art form yeah like and I think we ha- we we very much feel it of like we play our video and nobody says anything like positive about it we're crushed. <laughs> Or we play a video and we don't like it, and then people tell us it's amazing. We're like, you're lying to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. It's like, I know it was terrible. Don't tell me it was good. Yeah. Yeah. But if we view our pastors as, as creatives mm-hmm. and we view them as, as teammates in this process and we view them as, as they're pouring their heart out and they're pouring their effort out of presenting, you know, in, in most cases, the majority of the gathering. You know, if you look at a time breakdown, it's, it is the, the largest piece of a gathering mm-hmm. is the message. It's an artistic piece, and so why would we not come with detailed feedback? Why would we not come with detailed encouragement? Right. You know, and even if you're in a place where you're like, I don't know if I can tell my pastor, like, hey, maybe this illustration could have been better, or maybe this passage would have supported that better. That I don't know if we have that relationship. That's fine. You don't have to have any relationship to give specific detailed encouragement. Yeah, that's right. That didn't have to. You don't have to kind of warm that up at all. Good. You can come with detailed, specific encouragement, and that may foster a relationship, and that may grow a relationship. Then allows you down downstream to go. Hey, could I tell you? I thought about that passage, and I actually wonder if this passage might actually help that point along. Good. But if you're able to foster and build that relationship, then you can kind of view each other as, hey, we're on the same team. We're honestly in the same vein. Yeah. Of creative presentation. 
So let's find ourselves on the same team and then go, hey, how can we encourage our pastor and our leader? And then that kind of fosters this relationship. So it's something really special for sure. I, I'm going to jump in on that too, because yeah. I know um, there might even be some people listening to this episode right now who are like, I don't even, I'm not even in that green room conversation. Like, I'm not even allowed into that. And um, they're thinking, well, how do I get? into the conversation. And just to reiterate what Ryan said, um, encouragement is the invitation to the conversation. If you want to be in on a conversation of kind of any kind, but even especially in this kind of creative sphere that we're talking about, there's really two ways. One, the biggest is encouragement, is find, find the thing that you can champion in somebody else and then open up your mouth and let it come out. Yeah. And that immediately shows um, a certain level of, of loyalty and um, teamwork and a wanting and, and just an intentionality of leaning in. And then kind of the second side to that, and I think we've kind of mentioned this loosely, uh, vulnerability is an invitation into the conversation. Yes. Just what Ryan mentioned earlier, just the ability for you to ask someone, hey, what could I have done better, is a huge um way of showing, like, I'm willing to be vulnerable. I realize I'm not doing everything um, at 100%, or there might be blind spots that I have, and I want other people to speak into that. I'm opening up uh, this kind of guarded position, and I'm allowing other people, like my pastor, or even just other um, teammates, other creative people. Um, If you're a production guy, it's, it's asking the worship leader that. If you're a music person, it's asking the audio guy that. Hey, how did my guitar sound in the house? Like, taking the intentional step of of opening up that conversation by, one, encouraging people, and two, being willing to be vulnerable. This has been an all-access interview from 1230 Media. For more interviews, training, and exclusive content for your production team, visit 1230.media slash training. You may be a creative, you may be a a musician, you may be a songwriter, an artist, and our job is to help people see the worth of God and to help people see how much they are worth to God. The tone and the temperature of the room, we can let anybody determine that or we can do that. We can create environments that invite people in and make them feel at home. Then they are going to be themselves and being themselves is what is going to allow God to touch their heart. And when we start wrapping our minds around who God is, it helps us have a well from which to worship God in our lives. Be sure to check out the Lyft Conference. Ryan and Jason play a huge role in that conference, and you'd be learning from the best. So check it out, passioncitychurch.com forward slash lift. That's passioncitychurch.com forward slash lift. On the next Church Media Podcast. Next week on the show, we'll continue with part two of our conversation with Jason and Ryan. We'll wrap our discussion on leading up how to get your pastor on board creatively. 
The guys are going to be with me for a few weeks. On the way soon, we'll chat about the topic of how to put your creative ideas into action. Jason and Ryan will join me next week and over the next couple of weeks on the show. Articles, archives, and resources are all on our website at thechurchmediapodcast.com. Forward slash 158 will get you to this episode directly. Check out that site for all of our podcast glories. And thank you for listening this week. Go out there, guys, and create some incredible experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. The Church Media Podcast is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media and produced by David Michael Hyde. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com.